The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hello, Cleaning Nation. This is part one in a two-part episode. Stay tuned for the next episode for part two. Enjoy. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Camping here with one of our favorite team members, Suzanne Bandick. Um, she... <laughs> As always, she comes up with the best topics, and I take—I don't take credit for them, but you know, I get to ask interesting questions. So today, we're going to talk about probably one of the most foundational things to grow your cleaning company that I would say is overlooked quite a bit, and it also is going to have a lot to do with how you experience your cleaning company uh, or growing any company. So there's kind of two parts: is like what's happening in the real world, like revenue and profit and employee count and all these things that are kind of—they are what they are. Um, you know, they're objective, you know, we all agree what they are. And then there's a subjective part, which for my opinion is even more important, right? Like if I have a little cleaning company and I'm living indoors and paying my bills, but I love it and I'm passionate and I feel so good about it every day, I'll actually take that over being the grumpy millionaire that's making a bunch of money and hates his life, right? So that's the subjective part. And we have control over the subjective and influence over the objective. So without further ado, we're going to talk about focus, what you focus on, how to focus on the right things, how your focus changes pretty much everything, like what you choose to look at and how you choose to observe or respond to anything. A customer saying this, an employee doing that, um, payroll being this amount, you have this much in your account. Um, we can focus on a lot of an infinite amount of things. And I would argue what we choose to focus on is probably going to have one of the biggest, if not the biggest impacts on first our business and B, how we experience that business. Uh, am I overselling or does that sound at all in line with your experience? <laughs> well, talk about a perfect intro, Mike. I've never been accused of that. So that, that that's the <laughs> first. <laughs> Long, rambling, confusing. I've got all those in my belt. Perfect. This will be a first. Yes. So what I specifically wanted to talk about today is something called the gap and the gain. And it's where are you focusing? And this actually comes from a book I've been looking at, and it's called The Gap in the Game. Happy and title. it's if for all of our listeners, it's by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And they actually say it's the high achievers guide to happiness, confidence and success. And I've not read that book, but I have read a lot of Dan Sullivan stuff and um, highly recommend. And it's funny, having not read that book, that they're saying the same thing, like it has a lot to do with how we enjoy and experience our business. Exactly. So they're talking about two ways that we focus on our life and our business. And quite often we're focused on the gap. And what does the gap mean? The gap is we're looking at where we are and we're not where we want to be. And that causes us anxiety. It causes us depression. We start to beat ourselves up because it's an external thing. We've decided we have this goal and we're not at the goal yet. So we're frustrated, feeling bad about ourselves. We're in what's called the gap. However, you could be in the same exact place, but not focus on the gap, focus on the gain. 
And what does the gain mean? The gain means let's look backwards and see how far we've come. Mm. And that's full of more self-love, more confidence. Um, and looking at what we've done and how, how far we've succeeded can actually help us span that gap. So tell me about that because the fearful, small thinking Mike and maybe some of our listeners, that's my first thing. It's like, well, of course, I'd rather think about how far I've come, but my duty, my obligation, and even these words that I'm using aren't words that get me fired up. Like, then who will make sure I get, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm afraid, like, I'd like to celebrate my victories, but then I won't have any more. I won't get where I want to go. And I love, so the fear is the opposite of what you said. The fear is if I don't focus enough on the gap, I won't get there. But what you're saying is it's the opposite. The less I focus on the gap, and I don't think it should be zero, but probably a small fraction of what we do. And the more I focus on the gain, the quicker I'll get there. That's paradoxical. It doesn't make sense from its surface. Help, help me understand. Well, okay, let's do a quote from the book. Oh, now she's bringing out the big guns, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> when we're in the, first of all, I'm going to paraphrase this. When we're in the gap, we're focused on where we're not. And that tends to give us a, a feeling of lack, a feeling of depression. We're not there yet. I'm upset because I'm not there yet. Would you say that it's very hard to get where you want to go if you're focused on I'm not there yet? Really good question, Suzanne. I'd like to let me think on that for a second because it deserves a good answer. And again, my initial knee-jerk response is, well, no, that's the way that's my path to get from where I am to where I need to be is to think about that gap. And as I'm again, we haven't talked about this question prior, as I'm verbalizing as I think it through. I think that recognition is important. If I'm not clear on where I am now and where I want to be, that's table stakes. Like, how can I get anywhere if I don't have a plan? But that's not what you asked. What you asked was, do I need to live there and harp on it? And I think I've, that's such a good question because I think my default has been, of course I do. But when you force me to really articulate, I'm like, no, I don't I don't think I do now that I, again, to be clear for all of you, you know, high Ds out there, they're like me going, hold on, you can't let go of everything and just live your life. Everything's going to spin out of control. Like all of us control freaks, it's like, not saying, and I don't think Suzanne, Suzanne's saying, we don't have to be clear on where we're at now, where we want to be. But I think we spend infinitely more time there than we need to. And yeah, you're right. I think that pain and suffering of I'm not there, I'm not having. And the crappy part is I've hit enough goals. It'd be one thing if you're like, all right, I'm going to spend six months in the gap thinking about what I don't have. And then when I get it, I'm going to spend six months enjoying it. Never works that way. You live in the gap for six months and for 12 seconds you enjoy it. And then you're focused on the next gap, which seems like such a crappy game to play. I forget where I heard it, like play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So yeah, sorry, that's a long answer, but it's such a good question, Suzanne. Um, please continue. I'm, I'm really enjoying this, this thought path you've got us on. Okay, so let's take the same position. We have the goal. We're not there yet. Mm -hmm. We can focus on the gap of all the things that are wrong, or we have a choice. We can now focus on what's the good of right now that will help me get where I want to go. Oh, I like that. That's powerful. Because I would have thought, what's the good of right now or how far have I come, which feels a little feel goodery, like, oh, it's just to pump me up, but it's not going to help. But that comma, 
that will help me get to where I want to go. It's like, well, that's a different kettle of fish altogether. Cause we have these beliefs of, you know, for many of you guys, uh, it's, I want to build a million dollar company. And we could think about, well, I've never built a million dollar company and I've never, I've tried, I've never even built a half a million dollar company. I've been doing this for 20 years. And like, there's all these gap focuses that you're right. Even, even as I'm saying them feel debilitating, but if I go, well, the fact that I want that makes sense. And the fact there's other people that are probably not as smart as I am, or they won't work as hard as I am that have it, that makes sense. And the fact that I've gone from zero to 300,000 in a year and you know, 90% of people don't even make it there. Like it really, it's so funny how, again, none of it's the truth. It's just the things I choose to focus on. And yeah, I, I think I just gave a list of five or 10 examples, all of which could be true, but one is gonna, and it's weird because it almost feels good in this like yucky way, right? Like feels good. Like when you're angry with your spouse and as opposed to just apologizing, being an adult, you be crappy to them. It doesn't, I don't know, feeling good is not the right way, but it feels we hang on to it like it does. So that kind of beating ourselves up, I don't want to say it feels good, but there's obviously some satisfaction yeah. we wouldn't do it. Hey, new friend, love that you are here. If you want more Cleaning Nation, more us, you can check us out on YouTube. Similar content, you just get to see each other. It's totally free. Or if you want to say, hey, hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, join our free Facebook group. We love hearing from you, Cleaning Nation. That's what makes it magic. Jump on, we'll see you there. Yeah, I think for a lot of us, the beating ourselves up is the the go-to habit. I'm not there. I should beat myself and berate myself for not being there. Rather than if we stop and take a breath and say, look at where I've come. For instance, in Next Level, I've just been covering this in, in one of our calls. And That's a lot of for those of you guys out there, that's our kind of graduate program. So it's our clients, a group of clients that are next level are doing great. Go ahead, Suzanne. Okay. So there, even there, we have some of our clients that are like, but I'm not doing well enough. So if you look backwards and you say, but I took this business from nothing <laughs> to here. Well, that instills the confidence to, well, if I took it from there to here, of course I can reach my goal. Totally different feeling, right? Yes. And we're not fiddling with the facts. So it's, I get, I don't like the, like, you know, just say it into existence and it'll be, you know, I, I'm not. <clears throat> so just, yeah, I like Suzanne that you kind of back up our ideas with things that actually make sense. So as opposed to like, well, I'm good enough and I'm smart enough and doggone it, I can do this. Like there's, there's no meat in that. But when you kind of tie to, well, I did this thing. And that's a good indicator. And therefore, this other thing makes sense. So how do we forget the reverse? Because there's there's a negative side of that coin. Well, I've tried things before and they failed, Suzanne. You don't understand. This is the sixth business I've tried. Or I've tried it before and I failed. So how do we reckon how do we square that circle of you got you can make a case for anything, right? Like Are you ready? Are you I'm, ready, Mike? I'm even sitting down, Suzanne. I'm that, that's okay. how ready I am. Okay. We don't focus on all the stuff that went wrong. So we can admit that it's true and go, yeah. And so what? Like, okay. So it's just really the discipline to do the thing that actually feels good of, I think we give ourselves brownie points. Like if I beat myself up enough and tell myself how dumb I've been in the past, that will somehow help, which it doesn't. And then we feel guilty kind of because, because I think we've got our hopes up before and we didn't get the result that we wanted. Mm -hmm. So I think we feel like we have to kind of 
censor our own hope so it doesn't get crumpled. And we can also wear it as a badge of honor. But you don't understand. This is all I'm going through. This is all I'm dealing with. I'm not where I want to be. <laughs> and really, it it comes down to changing the habit of wanting to focus on where making that make us feel happy because we're not where we want to be. Yeah, and I think there's two parts to that. If we just <laughs> go out to 10 years in the future, I think most really, really successful people, if we could pick a time in their in their history or many times in their history, they, you know, I forget the the stats on millionaires and bankruptcy. It's like the correlation is very high, right? Like much, mm-hmm. much higher than normal people. Mm-hmm. So they take bigger swings. And if you get that guy or that gal right at that bankrupt bankrupt moment, he or she could have tons and tons of data if he, or so, you know, if he so chose that he's, he's going to fail. So I think it's really just the, we choose to look at this moment or align the facts in such a way that, Maybe we're just like saying it's okay that we're not doing so well because look at all this overwhelming facts as opposed to look at all the opportunity that's here. And again, they never crawled out of that that ditch and got to where they're at unless they had all sorts of like, okay, well, everybody that's really done anything has failed in a massive way. And if I give up now, then that's the end of the story. But if I just move on 10 years from now, it can be a fun little, like I say with honor, you know, I've had $50,000 payrolls due on Friday and I'm sitting Wednesday with 23 grand. At the time, it did not feel good, but the lives that have gotten to change and the grit that it built in me for going through that. I didn't, if I could opt out of it at the time, I would have, but looking back, I'm like, that was huge. So I could use that as, so you big dummy, how could you let yourself get in that sheet? And I could have just crumpled or I was like, okay, that's, you know, that's the thing that's going to make me tough. So I love, I love that. So how do we kind of build that muscle? We've all, we've all big, we're all big buff, strong people with how do I crap on myself and look at the gap? How do we get big and strong mentally on looking at the, the game? Now, that is the perfect question. I have three ways that we can live in the game. Talk to me, lady. One, write your wins every day. Write three wins, three celebrations. So I love when Suzanne and I talk because we are just opposite ends of the spectrum. So very rarely is it like we have the same beliefs or same anything. And we're both super successful coming from different places. And sadly, I think she's always kind of been on the right side. And I've been on the knucklehead side and kind of like slowly as I got smarter, aligned myself with more how I think Suzanne looks at the world. So the reason I bring that up is old Mike has heard that a thousand times and thinks it's just a bunch of, like I said, feel goodery. It doesn't do anything. It's just what, I don't know what I thought the goal was just, you know, like I, these are from people that I thought were smart, but I always kind of discounted that which is silly because again, if it's not immoral or, you know, against, you know, your beliefs, look at them and go, are they getting the results that they want? If the answer is yes, like, are they lying to me? Like, do they have any reason to to mislead me? And if the answer is no, it's like, well, maybe I should just do it. But the connection that I'm, that you've just drawn for me after all these years, Suzanne, is it's not just to make myself feel good and kind of quote unquote, pump myself up. It's because where I choose to focus is so it's nice to see here's the, it's not like I'm either doing that or not. I'm either focusing on the gap and here's the result of that. My, my brain keeps me in the gap or I'm focusing on the gain. And now I know why. And when you kind of put that as one of three things I can do to focus on the gain. Now my brain, and I'm guessing 20, 30% of the guys and gals out there's brain go, okay, that now makes sense. I'll actually do it because it's not just this waste of time exercise to make me feel good. It's really intentionally shifting my focus and my focus has everything to do with what I'm going to get. Yes. All right. That was so good. I'm just trying to give the, 
Because I think the people that agree with you are going to go, that makes sense to just get it immediately. They, they right. don't need my rant. But the people that think like me are going to have that hesitation. If I can get them over the hump that I had and not have to wait all the time, I'm just trying to, so not trying to you know, be disagreeable or be devil's advocate, but I just want to give that kind of the objections that we can't hear the people say and, and kind of help them get over that hump because right. it took me too long. All right. That's right. a great, so just write it down. Go ahead. So that's, that's number one, write down the three successes, the three wins that you've had for the day. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's a habit. It's easy to do. It's easy not to do, just like you were saying, Mike. And I'm going to suggest to anyone that's listening, try it for the next week. Seven days is not a long time, folks. We're creating a new habit and see the difference that it makes to your life. We could spend, I, I want to get on two and three, but this, this is so good already. First, I love that Suzanne said for the day, because I've tried this before, my successes in general, and I start recycling, you know, like I start remembering the same ones. I'm like, oh, I'm just, this is the same thing. So it feels a little better at the beginning because you're like, oh, I've had some big successes when I could take my whole life into account, but then they, it's just the same thing and they kind of become rote. When it's for the day, they by definition are new, right? I didn't have them have to be new because I did them today. And by definition, they're gonna be a lot smaller. Like, of course I can't build a million dollar company in a day. Like that doesn't make sense. So A, be okay with that. I love the, the genius packed in with three for the day because they're going to be smaller, they're going to be easier. And I love the habit. And I also love if the option was, I'm just going to do neither of these things. That's arguably okay. But that's not the option. For 90 plus percent of us, the built-in is I'm going to focus on the gap all day, every day. So this little five or 10 minutes exercise of just writing down the three or probably two or three minute things mm -hmm. isn't, it's so mandatory because it's not, Again, if you were completely neutral all the time and this just got you a little bit to a positive, that would be a nice benefit, but no big deal. But we're not that. We think about so many negative things all the time and the gap all the time. This is just like a tiny bit of inoculation. You know, you spend three hours thinking about the gap to give yourself two minutes to think about the gain, such a small price. So hopefully that helps fit it into a thing where like people are like, yeah, that makes sense. I need that. Anything else on number one or should we go to number nope, two? Nope, that's it. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.